The street's been asking for it, so it's time you give them what they want. And things, hit them with that A1, unfiltered product. I guess I can't tell y'all where I'm going. Till I show you what I come from. about his new project called Gun Hill. It's called Gun Hill. His new album is called Gun Hill. His new single he just released called Seize, Seize Your Love. And he's going to call in. He's going to tell us about it. And then you can go and support Uzima on all platforms that he has his music. So while we wait for Uzima, so all my people that was civil started that live in the ATL area. They live in Atlanta or Georgia, college, Atlanta, Georgia, College Park area. My friend, my good friend, Big Beach, but he goes by to meet on his political, he's on his political run. 
and he goes by his real name is Demetrius Taylor, but we call him Big Meech, and he's running for mayor of College Park. If I lived in College Park, I would vote for him for mayor. So if you're looking for someone who really cares about the community, that is going to look out for the community of College Park, then Big Beach is your man for mayor. Now, when it's come election time, it needs you to put your votes in for my boy Big Beach as mayor of College Park. You can follow Big Beach on social media. And um, he's on Instagram. Uh, he's on TikTok. He's running for mayor of College Park. As uh, um, I think we have Uzima on the line right now. Yes, indie rock artist Uzima, one of RTS Radio, both Shining Radios. Favorite indie rock artist that we play on this show. So if you hear me play rock, you're definitely going to hear me play some new Zima. And Zima plus the one, so I can open your mic. And you can tell the people about your new project called Gun Hill. Oh, just press the one. Whoever's on the line, just press the one if you have something to promote. And this is not Uzima, but if it is Uzima, please press the one. Yes. Here we go. Uh, your mic is open. Yes, I can okay. hear you loud and clear. <laughs> hey, cuz, how's it going? I'm doing good. Okay. Well, so uh, thank you for having me on. Um, I literally, right before I came on to speak to you, I had just gotten back the masters for my album, Gun Hill Project. And so I was just listening to it a minute before I was called in. So it is like I'm just hearing it now and now coming on to speak about it. So the album is called Gun Hill Project with a Z at the end. Um, and the album was inspired by my mother's passing um, last year, and um, I was sort of recording, I guess, already, and I think I was just thinking about a concept for the album, and something came to me, Gun Hill Project. And at first I was like, well, I can't do that, but I was like, well, I can do it. And let me make it really interesting, and, you know, with my mother's passing, you know, it just brought up a lot of memories of, you know, where I come from. You know, I spent the first 14 years of my life um, in Gun Hill in characters, or certain not characters, but certain people in my family, or like my mother's godmother, Miss Cofield, you know, they became songs um, on this album, or as I'm calling them, pyramids. Um, so the album is a theme album that is a rock album, yes, but, you know, I mix in a lot of stuff. There's jazz mix, well, not jazz, but horns mixed in, um, sort of like jazz, I guess. Um, um, I guess, what do you call it? like drill <laughs> music kind of a thing mixed in. Um, and 
my usual noise mixed in and um, Hard Rock, which is the single that's currently out now called Seize Love. So that's the album. It's Gun Hill Project. I do encourage people to um, follow me on their favorite um, streaming site so that when it drops, they will hear it. And how many songs is it? Ten. Ten songs, which, let me put it like this, ten songs is a lot. (laughs) It's a lot for me, and it's a lot for really any artist. To me, unless you... Like, there are some musicians who they sort of have a lot of people working on the songs, or they have people making the beats, or they have people, then they can do an album with 20 songs on it. But when you're one person who's, like, doing all the instruments, writing all the songs, 10 songs, and the way these songs are, it's a big effort, takes a lot of work, and the album took a long, it takes, like, you know, days and days of me listening to one instrument, you know, putting parts together. So this album, out of all of my work, is probably the most ambitious and the most, I'm calling it a mega album. So, you know, people should really look forward to it. Um, like with the song Seize Your Love, which is out now, and I've been doing like little video clips, really we're taking rock and roll into the modern era. You know what I mean? Into, you know, people think of rock kind of like from the past, but I put um, vocoder on different parts. I just gave it like a real organic but current sound. You know what I mean? Um, mm. And so that's really, that's the whole album. Because it's, listen, <laughs> I have a song about your aunt called Cousin Margaret who's my cousin, and the song is like, it's sort of like a dedication to our family, but Cousin Margaret, you know, Margaret Singletary, she, when I first moved out here and I had my apartment in West New York, New Jersey, she called me up to check on me. She was one of the, my mom was in Africa at the time. So Cousin Margaret would call me to check up on me, see how I'm doing, and so that's the theme of the song. That's why the, and it's not out yet, but the main lyrics are, you called up to be the light on the line. Um, so, like, she really touched me with that. And when I moved out, you know, with my husband out to Chelsea, she lived about two blocks away from me. And so I went up to hang out with her, visit her with my mom. And so, you know, unfortunately she passed away several years ago. Um, but all these people that were in my life and in my mother's life are now songs in this album. <laughs> That's great. I think I'm, my own mother would have loved to have heard the song, you know. Yeah. yeah. The funny thing was I was going to send you, like, I was like, I was going to send you, you know, a link so that you could listen to it in private or whatever before it dropped. Because it means a lot to me that, you know, you we know personally about what our family has gone through, you know what I mean, recently. So, you know, um, it's still kind of tough, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but I wanted to, yeah, yeah, I, I, like, 
it's important to me to just really show love to, like, the people who were important in my life, the people who are important in my life and in my mother's life, like your mother, Rika, and um, Cousin Margaret, Cousin Teresa, <laughs> um, and um, um, I'm sorry, um, our Cousin Nisi. Um, and, you know, I mentioned people on this album. I dropped names like um, – um, my grandmother's name is Thelma, and then her sister Genevieve. They all there's a song called um, Miss Coldfield, and it's about my mother's godmother, who is my grandmother's best friend. So that I already released, but also will be on the album. And these are big rock songs. So even though I'm talking about these like you know sensitive things about family members, I turn them into big, you know, ambitious kind of songs, like I you know like I like to do. And so this album, I'm really, really, really taking it to the moon. And even the mastering engineer, he sent back a note saying he really loved the song. So, you know what I mean? I mean, he's a Grammy-winning mastering engineer. So I'm just so psyched to have people to, to, to be like, I'm calling it a pyramid for our family, you know, that represents our family, you know, and represents you. You, you know, we had Jamal. We have a music sort of history in our family, and, you know, this album represents that. And I can't wait for people to hear it and, you know, to spread the word about it. And, you know, um, to talk about, like, the project. Like, I even did a 3D piece representing Gun Hill Project, you know, in a sort of futuristic kind of way to be like a connector from the past into the future and sort of for this album to represent that. So to not think of the projects kind of as, a, you know, like in the limited way in, you know, that it's put, that they're portrayed in pop culture as, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, so, so this album sort of represents this. the first time I ever heard heavy metal was in Gun Hill Project from his Cofield's grandson. So, you know, like, I'm telling all these stories on this album, so I'm very psyched about that. So what platforms, what um, streaming platforms are you on? Well, Apple Music. Apple Music is the one I usually point to. I'm not on Spotify, but Tidal, Apple Music, every, like, they got a streaming site in India. Like, I get, like, royalty, royalty checks, you know, and I get them, and I'm like, well, where's the streaming site? <laughs> because sometimes they're better from outside of the country than they are in the country. And they're from, you know, uh, all over the world. There are all these streaming sites from India, you know, everywhere you can imagine, to the Netherlands. All, all of these countries have their own streaming sites. So, you know, every streaming site other than um, Spotify. <laughs> Why you don't have it on Spotify? I got off of Spotify because of um, Joe Rogan. Oh, okay. So when he made, yeah, yeah, so when he made all of those comments, um, those anti-vaccine comments, and when he, you know, used the N-word, and when Spotify wouldn't cut him off, I cut off from Spotify. And that's how I am. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Spotify. Like, if you are um, complicit to me, 
then we don't have any business with each other. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, I, I you know, I, like, I can't even describe, because I also did a song called Gun Hill Project, and it's got this real futuristic sound, it's the only way I could describe it, but it's nihilistic, futuristic, dystopian, but just cool sound. And so that's a, a great way to just experience my vision of what Gun Hill Projects represent. I mean, they're not even called Gun Hill Projects anymore. <laughs> they're called North they're not, Bronx They're not called Gun Hill Projects anymore? Yeah. Because, you know, I did some research. Like, I did my research before I did the album. And when I went, because I had to get an image of the um, the layout so I could do the 3D work for that, you know, for the 3D landscape. And when I went to look it up, it's like formerly known as Gun Hill Housing, now North Bronx Housing. So my album will be the last remnant <laughs> of what was known as Gun Hill Project. They had the little kid in the 80s, which is different than now. So a lot of, you know, if people who were born in the 90s or afterwards, their experience of, like, I live in Harlem now, um, your experience in the hill or the Bronx is going to be different than what I what we went through, you know, as kids in the 80s. You know, that was a whole experience. And that led to that sort of in the backdrop of this album, those experiences. And, like, you know, on Miss Colefield, where I sing, you know, she had some problems or she had some difficulties or whatever, but it was the 80s. Everybody did. <laughs> it's the 80s. <laughs> the city was kind of like that. As far as I experienced it as a kid and my mom experienced it, because she was a teacher and she just had a, pro- a lot of problems with the kids that she taught. So um, I, I got an earful about the problems she had teaching in the public school system. So, you know, um, and then we ended up moving to Vermont. So I only lived there for 14 years, and then I ended up living someplace called October Lane in Vermont, in Montpelier, Vermont. So that the next album might be called October Lane. <laughs> So, you know, um, but we're definitely, you know, and also I brought in new equipment and new plugins to make the music, to make music now. When I started recording a little over 10 years ago and putting out, like, albums and EPs, you didn't have all of the stuff that you have now. You didn't have these console emulations, um, fancy EQs, and things that you could get a real rich sound and really color the sound the way you want to color the sound. So, like, on Seize Your Love, that vibe from that song is because I colored, I put colors on the different, on the drums, on the guitar. I used all different types of things to give it this um, a sound that I was going for, which is at once, you know, rugged, but also you know, um, um, sort of innovative and of the moment. Because I want people to listen to rock and roll music 
for now and to like ex- you know, like to to feel like they're experiencing something you know that is modern not something from the past you know and i think with rock music right now a lot of people have a difficult time doing that so people are paying more attention to trap music and to reggaeton you know um some other genres but with my album you will experience rock and roll you know but very now and very you know you're going to experience it so yeah so when are you releasing it? Well, I just got it back. You know, it could be as soon as three days from now. Because that's how fast I can get things up and running. Um, I'm just laying out the whole thing so that it's, you know, angled for success, you know, for to be put out in the best way possible. Um, but it could be as soon as three days from now. So I encourage people to follow me on different streaming sites um, it could be from YouTube to um, Apple Music so that when it comes out, they can get it here and add it to their, um, um, you know, their, their playlist and stuff. Are you on YouTube? So, because I know YouTube has a separate app just for the music. Are you on YouTube yep. Music app? Yep. yep. I'm on YouTube Music, and that's where I'm really sharing your love from from YouTube because anybody could go there and listen to it, as far as I know. Anyone can listen to it. If you, like, you know, for Apple Music, you have to have an Apple account. But on YouTube, you know, it used to be like you would do it from SoundCloud. Now no one uses SoundCloud anymore, and I don't use it. No, you still use SoundCloud. You do? He would still use SoundCloud, but SoundCloud now is... SoundCloud is not how it was in the beginning. Because remember mm-hmm. when SoundCloud started, you can go in there and hook up a mic and record yourself in your SoundCloud mm-hmm. and post it on mm-hmm. your page. I don't even mm-hmm. think it does that anymore. Mm-hmm. I think they, I, I think they took that part out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can still like upload as. Now you can. Now you can podcast from SoundCloud, or you okay. can upload your podcast to your SoundCloud. Okay. But I see, I think that's the podcast. I'm a, to be honest with you, I think I looked at SoundCloud, and I just took inventory of, okay, are musicians putting up their music on SoundCloud like they, like they used to? And I don't think musicians really are from Gun Hill Project. You know, like Strength was the first song. This was where I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to put them up on SoundCloud. I just got that vibe of, okay, people just aren't really into SoundCloud like they used to be. They're listening to it, listening yeah. to music I more. Used my, yeah, you're right. I haven't used my SoundCloud in a long time. And usually <laughs> what I do is when artists send me music, I would post, like, I have a SoundCloud page where I post. Artists like artists send me music. I post it up there so people can, you know, take a listen to the artist, and mm-hmm. if they like it, they can leave feedback or whatever. But I haven't mm-hmm. done that in so long, even though my page is still up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I 
Now, I was paying for a SoundCloud account. And no, I was using a free account. Yeah, they SoundCloud had the free one, but I got the yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but they had like a a, a a a paid one where you could. I don't yeah, because if it you was, wanted, it really wasn't. That was stuff. Then they wanted you to to upgrade your account. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't worth and, it. And I, yeah, I went. I looked at it, and I was just like, well, you know, it's not really what it was. I just don't. It doesn't feel like people are really listening. They're listening to it more on YouTube, as far as I can tell. You, you know, listen, I'm not I'm not going to talk about Spotify, <laughs> but, you know, as far as the way people, like, either TikTok, um, uh, YouTube, like, a lot of people just experience pop culture on YouTube now, as far as I can tell. Um, they do on TikTok, uh-uh. too, because if people like post your song, and mm-hmm. people really like it. People make videos mm-hmm. using your your song as the like the background music to their video. Yeah, and that's how yeah. a lot of these artists go viral with their mm-hmm. music because uh, people are taking their music and using it in their videos. Mhm. Mhm. And I think also on Instagram, so people are experiencing music on Instagram, on TikTok. And on um, some people on Facebook too, but um, on YouTube. So, but like Facebook, I, when you post, like if you're not the person who owns the music, and you're mm-hmm. posting it, you you gotta say, oh, I don't own the rights to this music. So mm-hmm. the Facebook know that you're just you're not because they think you're posting it to make. Well, the companies who own the music think you're posting it to make money from it. That, mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. I know I've done that. Like, if I do, sometimes I do my things where I um, cover a song or I sing along with a song, um, just like to have fun. And I've done that on Facebook, and companies come through. They've come through like two years later <laughs> and pull it down. So, yeah, Facebook is pretty. <laughs> Um, like about that. I've posted like I've posted where like I posted my nephew's graduation barbecue and showing people dancing. The DJ's mm-hmm. playing the music and then mm-hmm. I get a notification from Facebook saying, Oh, it's copyright infringement. No it's not. <laughs> it's I was like it's a it's a party, music playing at a party. Yeah. It's not like yeah. I, it, it's not like I'm using the music to make money off of it. Yeah, yeah. And I get emails yeah. like that from Spotify because the shows post to Spotify. Mhm. So people can listen to Roger Starting Radio on Spotify. So because mm-hmm. like sometimes I may play play music that you know it's not not always indie but I do mm-hmm. throw some old school in there so they were mm-hmm. like oh we had to cut this part out because in violation copyright infringement I'm not, I'm not making money off of posting my shows to Spotify 
nor any mm-hmm. other podcast site. I'm not making any money posting the shows. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why I'm being sent these emails talking about copyright infringement. Mm-hmm. I'm, these these companies should be happy that people are still playing these these records. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, it's uh, um, I like new music and I like a lot of new music, but I definitely think that people who are, I I hear people a lot of times talking about they don't hear good music, so I want those people or saying that their good music happened in the past and is not happening now. I want those people to listen to Gun Hill Project because this yeah. is what. You know, and I think when I posted, there was, I posted the meme about not using um, metronome and um, auto-tune. You posted underneath, <laughs> whoever said you use auto-tune. I actually have used auto-tune before, but I don't use it a lot. I'm not a fan of, I'm not a fan of the, that, I'm not um, a fan of auto-tune either. The quant- quantized sound. Sometimes it can sound good. You know, there's not always, like, you know. If you're. If you're using it to help you stay on pitch, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. But to say mm-hmm. that you're a singer, if you're a person who says mm-hmm. I'm a singer, but every time you're making a song, you're using auto-tune, I'm not Back. hearing the real voice. I'm hearing Back. auto-tune, not you. Facts. But I don't know how good of a singer you are if all I'm hearing is auto-tune. What your voice even sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you, don't, you can't identify... Listen, like I said, there are some cases where auto tune can sound good. Um, what I yeah, what I did on the Hill Project. Auto tune for singers is to help them mm. stay on, so they stay on pitch, so they, yeah. so it, it doesn't sound off. Yeah. But I don't. But I mean, some people like like people who do like trap music. They do it and use it or um, drill. They use it to get hard tune sounds. That's like, ah, you know, that sound that makes it sound like, you know, like, yeah, cause they like, use uh, it, like Drake uses mm-hmm, it yeah. for when he's singing on his song. Mm-hmm, yeah. And that's, and I, and it, but even if he does have singing chops, because his dad can, his dad is a singer. Mm-hmm. If he really has singing chops, he don't. He shouldn't need auto tune. I've oh, listen. If when I do a song, almost even when I did, I don't know if I did with cousin Margaret, but when I do song, no, I didn't do with cousin Margaret. But when I do songs, I will put auto tune on the song to see if it makes it. I do it to see if it makes the song sound better. I would because. Every once in a while, I hit a song where I did a song called Atheist, and it sounded like it sounded good at first. But then when I put um, the auto tune I was using, what was that back in 2016, I think? Um, I used auto tune on it, and it just put that thing right in the right place. And because I'm a musician, I'm going to do what makes the song sound perfect right, right. or I, whatever. I, yeah, I get that. But I'm saying for people, but, but, yeah. for artists, if you're an artist and you you mm-hmm. you say to me, oh, I can sing, but every time mm-hmm. I hear you singing, 
of all yeah. I'm hearing is your vocals being used like T Pain. T Pain yeah, is known one, for yeah. the auto tune, but mm-hmm. T Pain can really sing. That's yeah. the crazy thing. Is even mm-hmm. though he's known for the auto tune, he can really sing. Yeah. But if you're following yeah. T Pain's way of getting into the business, mm-hmm. as a singer, that's not a good thing because if you're yeah. gonna constantly use auto tune. No one's going to know how you actually sound when you're singing. Right. Because remember, right. when, you, when you're when recording yourself, you're going to sound different singing the same song live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of them just use auto-tune live. They use the auto-tune live now. So they don't, like, even when, when you hear most live performances now, they're using auto-tune for the live performance, too. Yeah, they so, put it in the like, mic. Yeah, they did. They don't like. Really, do I hear anymore? And there's some people who they just shouldn't use auto tune. Right. <laughs> but like I said before, I listen. I um, like I have see, you... see for I for me auto tune rock. I can understand rock. I I, yeah. I I I don't have a problem with rock artists using auto tune because okay. they might want to make their voice sound different. You know. Here and there sound different, but for uh-huh. I'm saying like for R and B singers, mm-hmm. you should be using auto tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's you know, only, like, that's only. Go ahead. It's part of the thing. Also, is like one thing that I find the most is that I sing in tune, and I sing even more in tune now because I think our world has changed where. People are used to hearing auto tune, so singers now just sing in even more on tune than they did in the past. I sing in tune as it is. So the problem is, if you put auto tune on top of that, it's just gonna sound like nothing. Like it's just, it's so stiff. There's no life in the performance, and there's no variation. There's no, you know, and that happens to singers and some very famous singers. They use auto tune on their voice, and it takes. They have some. They have great voices, but you don't. You, you're not getting it. You don't get. Why would I? I'm sorry, but why would? Why do I want to listen to Mary J. Blige sing through auto tune? I'm sorry, I like. No. <laughs> I know. I know Mary J. Blige listening to What's the Four One One, listening to um, um, No More Drama, listening to her singing for years without auto tune. And some songs she does sound good with the auto tune, like that one Caribbean song that was her last single. That just sounds really good. But a lot of it is just like, no, this is not. How, she's known for singing jazz licks in her vocals. You can't do jazz licks with auto. <laughs> you can't do all the stuff that she does in her that that are her vibe. You know, like the auto tune takes away from that. So this is not to talk about Mary J. Blige, but. It's an example of when serious singers use auto-tune, it takes away from their craft. Just like what you're saying, it takes away from their craft. And that's the reason why I did that, you know, I made that statement. This album has no auto-tune on it. It has vocoder, a lot of it, and very creative vocoder to give you that nice, you know, sort of um, futuristic or whatever effect. Um, But, you know, no auto-tune. So you said in about three days the album will be ready for 
definitely me working with a lot of new equipment. I was picking stuff up while I was working on the album. So I would get a new reverb, and then I would put it on a on a song. Or I would get a new, you know, um, console. Like, you know, a console, the big console, you can now get them and, you know, um, use them on your computer. So you use like a, um, let me see, um, like a SS, what are you, the SSL um, 4000 or um, Neve console. You have all these different consoles that when you use them, they'll give your music the flavor from that particular console, whether it's in England or whatever. You can mix it up, and they really does. Like, you know, it gives certain colors. And as an artist, I'm going to take that and make it a bigger thing than what it is. So now that becomes a part, you know, it becomes a brush um, stroke and becomes a new color that I can work with. And I did that all through Gun Hill Projects, of just taking these things and making them bigger than what they are. So, yeah. So in your process of creating, do you write the lyrics first or do you work on the music? It's crazy because with this, like let me take Gun, uh, I'll take Cousin Margaret. Um, that melody, sometimes it comes to me while, I was, while I'm sleeping, but the melody for that song hit me so hard and the words hit me so hard that I came up with the guitar chord um, progression, and then I kind of just worked it out and wrote the lyrics down, and just it was a very natural sort of progression. And I've done, you know, there's some innovative things in this album where I use a synthesizer to create the drums, which is also new. So, like, on Cousin Margaret, you... It's got a completely new drum sound because I created it. I created the kick. I created the snare sound and the um, the hi hats, which aren't aren't even hi hats really. Um, and I did the same. I used the same drum synthesizer called Opal, and I used it for Gun Hill Project, the song. So, you know, you really are getting an innovative listening experience while you're getting the emotional songwriting part of it. Um, and so some songs, I do what Jay-Z does, where, like, on Gun Hill Project, like, I write I write it down, and then I say it right there. And then I just add it on top, and I add it, or add it you know, and build the song like that. You know, and then I'll just go through and clean it up afterwards. Or, like, with Cousin Margaret, I just sing the, the whole thing straight through. Um... Um, Miss Coldfield, I sing the whole thing straight through. Um, some it, it depends. You know, there's certain songs that you can hit where, especially if it's more experimental or it's more like laid back, then you could just sort of come up with it in your head, write it down, and do it right on the spot, and then you'll change something or, you know, you know, I did definitely use a lot of different techniques. You know, on the song Strength, I built that whole song up completely different than anything even on that album or what I did before, you know. So um, I built it up piece by piece and then put all the pieces together as opposed to singing it literal, uh, in a linear fashion, uh, fashion from, um, you know, beginning to end. I did it and did this part, this part, and just, work, you know, piece the whole thing together like a, a puzzle. 
So that was like a different way to work on it. And then some songs were done. There's a song called Bulldogs at Every Step, which is done in 3D. So there's a guitar. There's a voice that's behind your head. And the guitar, all situated in 3D. Uh, yeah, that kind of thing. So I just went all out. So what, um, do you use like Pro Tools or anything like that? I use Ableton Live. Um, and I've been, I've used that. I've grown with Ableton Live because Ableton Live was a completely different program when I first started. When I recorded It's Wonderful, it, that was like, what, 2010? So it's changed since 2010. Um and, um, yeah, I was considering switching over to another program called Bitwig, which people are using. But I told myself, you know what, before when I recorded the other albums, I kind of came from a perspective of not needing to know everything, just needing to know how to, um, how to use what I already know really well. So, you know, that's the perspective I came up. But I changed that. This, for this album, I went to learn everything. So the stuff before that I sort of either felt I didn't need to know about or sort of ignored, I went and learned all of it. And I went through and through, you know, and I just opened up. I opened myself up as an artist. So instead of being sort of more linear, uh, insular and inward focused, I switched around and just took it all in. And so that's what you're hearing with these songs. That's great that you can engineer and produce your own because I've tried and, mm-hmm. you know, producing is not easy. Mm. Mm. You have to go through, you know what, the the mistakes I made and the lessons I learned made it so what? that by the time I got to this, I could use those to my advantage. You know what I mean? Well, I could... Like, everything doesn't have to be perfect. I had to learn that. Like, I had to get out of the mind frame of perfecting everything. That perfection, that, that, that like, zest to be perfect holds us, holds us back. So when I did Gun Hill Project, I was like, no, 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 no. Put it all there. If it's there's certain mistakes that you could leave in, there's, um, it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, um, sometimes I've noticed. I did certain songs in the past where I released a song and then when I listened to it, I'm like, oh, no, let me fix that. But when I released the original version, people responded to the original version more than when I fixed it, then (laughs) people responded less. So that's one of the lessons that I had to learn of not always fixing everything, not always trying to be perfect with with it, because that. Because we don't know everything. How can you be perfect as a person when you don't know everything? When there's so much out there, you sort of have to, like, have faith that there's, there's like, an antenna, an antenna in you that will guide you in the right direction. And you have to sort of, like, uh, uh, um, you know, you're not completely giving into that, but you're taking heed of, okay, this is the right thing to do. 
let me not perfect the song anymore. Yeah, I had to pull myself off of some of these songs, like, because, like, I have the penchant to go and let me fix this, let me fix that. No, leave it. <laughs> leave it. Don't fix anything else. Because, <laughs> I, you know, you, you can work, you can mess, it's not messing up, but you'll take the footprint off of your song. You'll take the lights out of it by overworking it. And, you know, you got to know when it's done and have faith that you got that decision right. And so, yeah, I think, and that's a, that's a learning lesson of knowing when to let go and to not go back and redo it, not go back and, you know, re, you know to sort of um, undo what you did. A lot of artists get caught up in that. <laughs> you know, but what's good for you is that you can play an instrument. I yeah, can well, barely play, you know, and I can barely play the guitar. And I have, uh, and I have a guitar that I don't use. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I like, I learned. I had a friend. When did I? I learned how to play guitar when I was like eighteen, nineteen. And I had a friend who I worked with who came, and he was like, "Oh, he taught me basic chord structures," and I used it to write my earliest songs. So I was writing songs at that time. I learned to play the guitar to write the song. And oh, throughout the years, I just built it up more and more just because I, I do love to play guitar now and, you know, keyboards and stuff. Um, and it's a part of the whole thing now. So, yeah. yeah. Guitar wasn't my thing. Drums was my thing. But, you know, as a kid, mm-hmm. your parents... Don't want no drums in their damn house. <laughs> <laughs> now, plus, yep. plus, drums was wasn't cheap. I think mm-hmm. guitars were cheap drums at the time. So, mm-hmm. you know, you also got to think about what's cost effective if your parents mm-hmm. get you an instrument. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. you know, so because I've you know I've gotten the guitar, I took lessons, but I really mm-hmm. stick with it. Because mm-hmm. I don't like I, you know how like you want to learn, but you're not really. You now you want to learn something, but you're not really into it. But you still want to learn. That's mm-hmm. how I am with the guitar. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. I want to learn. I'm not. Even if I really could play it good, mm-hmm. I it was still collecting dust. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unless I well, said, you know, oh. Somebody asked me, then they're not different. But other than mm-hmm. that, it would still be expecting the. Mhm. Yeah. Well, you know, the guitar is like a special instrument. Like the the song on the album was it uh, Cousin Margaret. The guitar really like when I listen to the master of it, the guitar really like sings. You know that the guitar has that ability to really sing in uh, recording. You know what I mean? To really kind of resonate. And uh, um, that's the only thing I can say about that is just that because I've recorded so much, I have the, you know, I built up that expertise to really get that really good recording of the guitar down. Um, and it's on that on Cousin Margaret's song. So I'm going to send it to you, you know, uh, um, 
you know, because I, I want to shout out all the people who are listening to this and who will listen to this, but I do want to specifically shout out our family. <laughs> I want to shout out the Douglases, the Simmons, the, you know, uh, 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 um, uh, the whole family. And, you know, um, and that, that's part of the reason I thought it was important to do this interview with you, you know. Um, yeah, so um, that part. Um, yeah, so it's cool. So I will look forward to hearing the album. So I'm also you, on AMP you. now. So I've decided to join AMP. And so just like I do here, play the music, I do that on AMP. Mm-hmm. So... I will be playing. So once once it's all up on, mm-hmm. on once it's all up, I will play it on amp as well. Mm-hmm. So people get to Thank hear you. it. I heard about amp. I got some. Amp is, is part of Amazon. Part of mm. Amazon, and it's mm-hmm. like their podcast, their podcasting app. Mm-hmm. So if you have music on Amazon, they have it because they don't allow you to. Um, they don't allow you to play your, the music from like your laptop while you're doing the show. Mm-hmm. They don't allow that, so they have it where they have it. So the setup is you set up the show. They mm-hmm. have a chat room so that people come in and listen. They can sit in the chat. And then they have it where you pick your playlist if you're going to play music, and then you just put the artist's name in. If they if they have music on Amazon, their music will come up, and then you just pick whatever song you want to play. You play it, mm-hmm. and that's that. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking, like you do, if you're doing the talking, then you don't really have to worry about the playlist unless you're going to play a song or two while you're talking. But other than that. So just mm-hmm. like I'm doing here, but I'm doing it on AMP, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Cool, cool. All right. So when you put it up there, I'll do a, I'll do a show on AMP so people in AMP can hear it, get their feedback, uh-huh. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, I definitely appreciate the love. Never, you know, I still, the music you sent me from years ago, I still play it. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm playing rock, I still play it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, uh, there's, there's definitely something because uh, you're the connection that I have, like, with Jamal. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, and he's, you know, even though you, are, you and I are cousins, there's a whole family story as to why you and I... <laughs> had to meet again through Jamal. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, and Jamal was, you know, the music man of the family, and he was con- a connector. And his mother, um, 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 Maureen, um, was close to my mom, and his grandmother, Aunt Genevieve, who I mentioned on the album, you know what I mean, um, was my grandmother's sister, and they were best friends along with Miss Co- Cofield. 
so I'm really connecting those dots on this album. You know, I didn't shout out Jamal in the album, and I thought about, wow, you know, I could have shouted him out. Cause I, but, you know, it wasn't really meant to be shout-outs. I wasn't doing shout-outs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was more... It was more. Yeah, it was just more inspiration. It's more of a like a sentimental thing. Like this album is more sentimental because like the people that you named your songs after, you know, the connection there. So this album is more sentimental, and I get it. So the pictures Mm -hmm. post was. Is that your mother? That was an old school picture of your mother? Yes. And my dad. And the the funny thing was, now we're getting personal here, and I, but it, we could do it, that the, my dad got into a fight with your dad. <laughs> he got into a fight with your dad. And that's the reason why you and I did not really uh, come up together up until, like, you know, later on because, my mother hung out with Cousin Margaret and your mother, da, da, da. But when that big fight happened between my dad and, according to my mom, my uh, my dad and your dad, then it was Cousin Margaret who was like, okay, you can't come around anymore. So it took a while for us to bring the family, for my mom to get back in good graces with your mom and with Cousin Margaret, and, you know, which eventually happened, obviously. But there was that whole thing that happened. And, uh, um, yeah, it's something. I never knew that story until you mentioned it. <laughs> until what you mentioned when you spoke to me before. There's a lot of family stories that I probably don't even know. Uh-huh. Like on my dad's side, my mom's side, until somebody mm-hmm. says it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would just, I just even check myself. I'm like, what if, what if Nika doesn't want me to talk, talk about this on this public thing? But no, I mean, no. you know, it's not, yeah, yeah. No, no. You know, I, I just. I have no problem with that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you're sharing, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's a, it's a family memory. It's a memory. Yeah. I, yeah. Something I didn't know, something you knew, it's, you know. Yeah, well, my mom told me right before, you know, she, like, not right before, but she told me about a year before she passed, right after Cousin Margaret's funeral, she told me, she was like, oh, well, there's a reason why, you know, you weren't really connected with that side of the family because of this fight that happened, and it happened, like, on New Year's Eve or something, and my dad and mom walked home together arguing, (laughs) so it was, like, a whole thing, and, uh, but that's great, like, in, um, I, like that kind of stuff, because when my mom passed away, I had to go and get all of her things, and I had to go and deal with all that stuff. But I got those pictures, and I got, you know, um, different things, and those inspired me to make this album. So, um, you know, yeah, it's sentimental, but it's it's sort of a 360 thing, um, you know. But it's important, you know. What I mean, it's important, like with Jamal, that. You know, people don't forget about him. And it's important for Genevieve, um, for I think your grandfather, which is um, George. You know, it's important. You know, uh, uh, George Scott. It's important to yeah. you know keep these to, to to remember people. Yeah. I, and you know, I don't remember my grandfather. And if I did meet him, I was a baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
as I, I got older, I met you know, him once. once. You know, he, I think he passed mm-hmm. away when I was still a baby, so it's like. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I was connected really close to my grandmother, his brother. So I think I met him. I feel like, you know, when you're a little kid, you don't really have those solid memories. But I feel like I met him because I've seen a picture. I have a picture of him. So, like, I re- I sort of remember him from when I was a kid, you know, because my grandmother used to have parties or whatever. So I would be there as a little kid. So, you know, I feel like I remember him from that. And um, as you said, grandmother, um, Wilhelmina. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. those family memories... I'm bringing them up now, but they are what Gun Hill Project is about. And I think you could take it and have it be real art, and that's what we're doing. We're taking these stories and really that sentiment and turning them into art. So, yeah. So have you thought of the video yet for the first single? Well, what we're doing is like video shorts. And um, I put up multiple video shorts for Seize Your Love. I think I might Mm -hmm. do like a full video for strength, um, and you know, I was thinking about doing a video for Miss Cofield, but I don't know how I would do a video like that, like about someone who, without it being like cliche or without it being like pictures of Miss Cofield, like a lot of pictures. Did you know Miss um, Cofield? No, no, I was saying have. Uh, like a lot of pictures of of what Miss Colfield looked like. You can do like a photo video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like different pictures. Of I was Ms. thinking Colfield. about that. If you have a picture with you and Miss Colfield, you and Miss Colfield. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Um, yeah. And I mean the the song that really is ringing because I was listening to it earlier is Cousin Margaret. But I don't, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm figuring it out. I'm figuring it out. But there's a lot to work with, so, you know, there's that. So let me wrap this up. Okay. So I appreciate it. No problem. <laughs> if you, listen, I'm, I'm so happy that you asked me to do this. And, uh, you know, I'm happy that we have this. So you got to tell the people. You know, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. Stations in a whole lot of countries, like the mm-hmm. UK. When the U, well, the people in the UK listen, people right. in um, Argentina is mm-hmm. Argentina. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Canada's old, old Canada. Um, mm-hmm. Well, congratulations on your success because you deserve it. And what what sign are you? Huh? What sign are you? What sign? I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> We're both Scorpios. I recognized it. <laughs> I recognized it. You you know how we do. Uh, I recognize like that's why I asked I'm like, yeah. wait, what Jamal was a Scorpio too. So we're the ride or die folks. <laughs> we are the we are the serious folks that like don't you know we don't play around. So all these countries, you know, they they listen. So mm-hmm. they'll hear it, they'll play it back and listen, and then go check out your album. 
Thank you. I appreciate so, that. And thank you to everybody who's listening. And, you know, congratulations on your success. Um, and for yep, when, I, when I said. Yep. The 28th is the radio anniversary. Yeah, congratulations. And, when I, you know, when I said that, it's just that you have really sort of like, you know, really done your thing. And that's how us Scorpios do that we don't, like, we don't lay up, we don't let up. Even though they see 13 as a bad number, but we're going mm-hmm. on 13. Mm-hmm. Wow. Congrats. From 10 to now, we're going on 13. Congratulations. Absolutely. Thanks. And keep it, you know, keep it up. So this is, this is... You know, the, when it hits 15, that's going to be a big milestone for me when it mm-hmm. hits 15. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. not people, look at, like, traditional radio. Mm-hmm. Not too, like, not too many stations have lasted, and those that have lasted, they're not playing mm-hmm. the same music like they used to. Mm-hmm. So you listen yeah. to WLS. At this time, you get the quiet storm. They still do the quiet storm, so they still have mm-hmm. that. But remember, before, WBLS never really played hip-hop like that. Mm-hmm. And if they did, they played the old-school hip-hop, and they usually played it during the weekend. Now, mm-hmm. they, they play, now WBLS is pushing by playing everything. So you can hear a little mm-hmm. bit of hip-hop. With the mixing mm-hmm. with the R and B old school, so it's mm-hmm. like, and I keep saying to artists all the time, you waiting for traditional radio to play your music when there's stations like mine that mm-hmm. will play your music and continue mm-hmm. to play your music. Mm-hmm. I've said this since the but beginning the... that doesn't matter when your music came out. Mm-hmm. It's it's new to the people listening. You know, some people mm-hmm. say, oh, the last time I did an album was 2015. So what? The people right. who are going to be listening to it is new to them. It may be old to mm-hmm. you, but it's new to them because they never heard it. Mm-hmm. And you never know if you like it. And and there, go, there goes your um, streaming boost. You get streaming boost that way because mm-hmm. if they like mm-hmm. it, it's going to go to wherever you have it, whatever streaming platform you have it on, they're going to go listen. Mm-hmm. If they like it, they're going to go to iTunes, download it, pay pay whatever the price is for the single or for the whole album. Mm-hmm. And, but so, so many artists are waiting for traditional radio to play their music that they're missing out mm-hmm. on the little stations that ready and willing to play it and will continue mm-hmm. to play it. You're right about that. There's no lies at all. <laughs> No lies are told, and it's you know, um, it's very powerful. And you're like, I mean, I know what you're saying, but it's important that you emphasize what you're saying. You know what I mean? It's important that it's emphasized that you know you have to. We're so used to hearing things in a certain traditional way, or things come from the radio, things come. The the machine was your first album. The machine was the second one. And what year uh, was it's that? It's wonderful. 
Um, it's Wonderful was the first one. That's 2010. Machine came out in 2012. The Machine came out in 2012, I think. So that's, I, I think that's the album, the first album you sent me, The Machine. Okay. And then you sent some powerful. powerful yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I have Black Wall. Um, Black Wall, yeah. That's really popular. Like, I get a lot of streams from that. Oh, uh, like, and I'm not, and I don't... Both. Push those it. two albums, I think you sent me songs from those two albums, and I still play all of them. Thank you. Like, with, you don't know like how I much said, I appreciate that. When I do rock, when I play the rock, I play mm-hmm. the song. And remember, the I think I tagged you in it years ago when I did the appreciation show, and I played all your mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, so I still do that. Even though I don't call mm-hmm. appreciation, I still do that mm-hmm. where I take certain artists and I play all their songs. Mm-hmm. So just just think of all the artists from 2010 to now. Even though mm-hmm. to y'all the music is old, <laughs> but mm-hmm. for people who may be listening for the first time, it's new to them because mm-hmm. they've never heard. It. And for me to mm-hmm. still be playing something that you mm-hmm. did in 2012. That mm-hmm. still can feel relevant now in 2023, and people mm-hmm. still like. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. Yeah, it is. You know, when you it think of just show, they're only going to play what was popular by you, even if mm-hmm. it came out. Yeah. In the they're only going to play the popular songs. Mm-hmm. They're not going to play those cuts that wasn't that popular. Mhm. Mhm. I mean, I told I told my mom about what she was doing, and she like and, like I don't know what year it was. I told her about the whole thing, and she was like very impressed. So like uh, you know, I yeah, it, it has not gone unnoticed. I've been on this because when I first started, I was just mm-hmm. playing whatever music I had mm-hmm. until I came across an indie artist who made me mm-hmm. change the format of what my station would be. Because okay. if I'd have left it the way I had it when I first started, just playing whatever mm-hmm. I had, you really mm-hmm. would, this state, nobody would really be hearing a lot of indie artists. You would hear more of the mm-hmm. old school, like mm-hmm. today's R&B, today's R&B of mm-hmm. artists that we know, but you would hear more mm-hmm. of that than you would hear any indie artists of people that, mm-hmm. that people don't. When I heard this mm-hmm. one rapper this indie rapper it made me you know say you know what mm-hmm. the station should mm-hmm. be I'm still play the old school and, and today's music but this station mm-hmm. should be catered to the indie artists because they don't get the, the you know they don't get the airplay they deserve yeah true <laughs> true Yeah. and the fact that I play all genres of music so anybody mm-hmm. can tune in. It's not one of those things where you tune in, you hear hip hop, and even though you may not like hip hop, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, this is a hip hop station. Well, this is not for me. I don't listen to hip hop, or this is a rock station. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't listen mm-hmm. to rock. But when you tune in and you hear, you hear rock mixed with R and B, with con- mixed with country, mixed with gospel, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, it's mm-hmm. a station for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, you're doing a real service, so once again, 
Much praise. So I will look, like I said, I will look forward to mm-hmm. playing you on AMP. All right. And so when you drop it, I play it on AMP through a whole show. Uh-huh. It'd be nothing but Uzima music. <laughs> All right. All right, so they, let me go. And what I love about AMP is they support. Like other people who okay. do their own shows, they come in, they, they support. Mm-hmm. If they like the music, they they heart the show. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep. Very cool. Let me Let me run. All right, so everybody, right, Lisa. and his, right. he's talking about new project, Gun Hill. Gun Hill Project. Yeah, that's his new album. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you uh, listen to it on your streaming okay. site and listen to the show. I will let y'all know when it drops so y'all can listen on Apple Music. And if you like what you hear, support. YouTube, definitely, because people need to support indie artists. Like that's the that's the made that that's the anthem. That's the New Year's resolution all year. It's like support other people besides Beyonce, <laughs> besides you know like Taylor Swift, besides Mary J. Blige. There's so there are so many artists out here. Not just me. There's so many. You know. There's so many artists putting out so good music. Who should be bigger than what they are right now? Well, yeah, I mean, not, you know, that, yeah, but the point is is that they're making music for you, for the listeners, so that you can have something. And these the same like the, people who are I like. like the, and I like the fact that there are artists out there that stay consistent with it. They don't just yeah. put out one song and be like, Oh yeah, I'll get to yeah. making that out. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I want to those artists who really are consistent with it. Really want to mm-hmm. be who really put the work in to be an artist. Yeah, yeah. Artists, I don't. I'm not into those artists who was like, oh, I just did this on a whim or I was just doing it for fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but like I said, there are so many artists out here, so no one should say, oh, there isn't any good music. No one should say that because there's tons of it. There, I mean, you know, tons, like, okay, there's a lot of music, so there's no reason for you to only be listening to one album right now. There are 10 albums you could be listening to from people you don't know. There's 50 songs, 100 songs. People are putting out great music every day. So make sure you stay tuned. Listen to Gun Hill Project. Listen to Our Road to Stardom. Eusema Phillips. Thank you, Nika, for having me. You're so welcome. All right. Have a great night. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Everybody, I appreciate you for watching with your girl for the promotion of the show, number 107. And that was Eusema. Indie rock artist Uzima. I'm going to call Gun Hill Project. Yes. 
he'll be dropping it soon, and when he drops it, I will let you know. And you can go listen to it on Apple Music, and that's where you listen to your music. He does not use Spotify anymore, so if you only listen to, if you only stream music through Spotify, you won't be able to find his music. He has it on all other platforms but Spotify. And I, I'm, I'm, even though people didn't like what Joe Rogan did, I still am a Spotify, I'm a Spotify person. But I'm a Spotify. I was a Pandora person, but with Pandora, what I like, uh, what I like about Spotify, and I'm sure a lot of people like this about Spotify, is that if I want to hear like Jazima's music, you know, you don't have it up there no more, but I can go and just hear his music. With Pandora is if I say I want to hear Boys to Men, I will hear one. I will hear one Boys to Men song, and then other artists that are similar to Boys to Men that will play after. The reason why I like Spotify for music, well, Apple, I don't have. Apple's not bad, but I like. I'm a spot like I said, I'm a Spotify person. What I like is that if I want to listen to Boys to Men or whoever. I can listen to just their music. I it's no it's no like I'm not listening to Boys to Men and Joe the season to play after. No, if I, I'm listening to Boys to Men, I'm, another Boys to Men song is going to play after because I'm going to be playing the whole album, of course. Well, even if I'm just listening to a single by Boys to Men. You know, I'm gonna hear that single, and then once once I'm done listening to it, that's it. But I love the fact that also that Spotify, like when you're listening to an artist and you listen to maybe their whole album, and on Spotify, they um, but say like when you get to the last song. They may have another artist song as, as if you want to say, like, listen to Boys to Men and say, End of the Road is the last song. And then after End of the Road, it'll be another artist song and say, well, if you want to you keep going, you can play this song by this artist. I like that Spotify does it and they don't just go in and play the song. They let you know that this is the next song if you want to keep going from what you were just listening to because these artists, this artist is similar to what you were just listening to. With, with Pandora, you put Boyz II Men in, you get a whole Boyz II Men radio station, but then I'm hearing Jodeci, I'm hearing Drew Hill. No, I just want to hear Boyz II Men. I didn't ask for Drew Hill or Jodeci. I just want to hear Boyz II Men. Not that there's nothing wrong with Pandora, but when I when when I want to stream an artist, I want to hear their music unless I'm playing from the library of what of the songs that I liked. And I also like that with with the Spotify that that all the songs you liked that you listen to through Spotify become a playlist for you that you can listen to what's in your library as a playlist. 
Boom. You got a million songs in your library. You can listen to all one million songs in your library. It's going to take you a long time. Listen to all of them. But, <laughs> but still, you know, and I love Spotify. I can create, and Apple does this as well, where you can create your own playlist that you like. And then you save it and other people can come and listen to your playlist and get familiar with these artists. Yeah. So, yeah, I appreciate that you always rocking with your girl. Keep rocking with your girl on the side of radio. I appreciate you, Zima. And, yes, Zima's my cousin. Because as you listen to the conversation, you know, we are. See, when I have family members who are in the music business, but I don't mean when I when I play their music, I don't go mention that they're my cousins. When I talk about them, I don't mention that they're my family. I just mention them like they just and just a regular old artist out there, and that we're not related. <laughs> And the next one will be September. The next promotion business show is the third Wednesday of September. So I've got it's in. Oh, uh, I need to pull up a calendar. Give me a minute, so let me pull up my calendar. So let's see here. September is the next one, and that will be. That would be the 20th. the 20th of September is the next promotion business show. Now, remember, this is every third Wednesday of every month. So on your calendar, circle every third Wednesday and put P-Y-C-S. And I will remind of the promotion business show. Is the next one. Number 20 is the next one. Um, yeah. And then if you can't make that one, the next one is in October. And that one is, let's see here. That would be the 18th will be the next one. Because because after that, after the 18th, it's that next Wednesday is my birthday. So <laughs> you think I'm going to do a promotion business show on my birthday? Nope. I'll be celebrating my birthday with my family. Yeah. So September is the 20th. October is the 18th. Mark it down on your calendar. And then we got two more left for the year, which is no. November's and December's, and then we start all over again in 2024 in January. Yep. And by, let's see, we we at 107, September's 108, 109, 110, 111. So we're going to end this year at 111 episodes of the promotion. We were supposed to He's supposed to end at 112, but because May, because in May, 
that's when my mom passed. So my mind wasn't, I totally forgot about, I did a show, but I totally forgot it was supposed to be a promotion business show. So I wound up doing a BOE for the Pages to the Airways show instead of a promotion business show. And I was like, you know what? I thought about making it up and doing it Wednesday of the month, but like I said, my mom passed away, so my mind wasn't there with it. So, you know, we were supposed to end at 112, but we're going to end at 111. Yep. And when we come back in January, that's our Wednesday in January, we'll be at 112. And I think, well, I'm looking at the calendar as a, so in 2024, we start off with episode 112. So February is 113, March is 114, April is And 15, May is 116, June is 117, July is 118, August is 119, September is 120, so 120. In 2024, the last promotion in December will be at 120. 43, then we start again in 2025, then that will be, you know, yep, when we hit, um, I say, I mean, a hundred episodes of any type of show is 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 a good thing, and um, I think show episodes go. Um, as far as show episodes go, we will be at. I'll tell you in a minute. Let me. Uh, Let's see here. Let me see. So we're already at 300 and so today's episode makes 338, the 338th episode. Uh, yeah, because, you know, they do it by episode, but this blog talk has, you know, changed their format because it's more like a podcasting format now. Because before they didn't have where you can make it episodic. So now that they do, we're at 338. Today's show makes 338 shows. So... Tomorrow's show will be 3.39, 3.39, 
Friday's show will be Friday's show will be forty. 3.41 Saturday, 3.42 Sunday. So we'll, so, three, 3.42, 3.43. So by the time in the new year, I think, We'll be close. I think we'll be in the in the about. We'll be in. Let's see, four hundred in the four hundreds by the time we end in the new year and end for the new year. Cause we're already at three thirty eight. So if we keep if we keep counting days, if I go back to the calendar, right. Let's go. Let's see here. So let's see here. So we. So let's see. Thirty-nine, forty, forty-one, Four, So, the end of September, we will be at 383 at the end of September. Three hundred and eighty-three at the Ninety eight, ninety nine. So October seventeenth will be our four hundredth episode. Four hundredth episode. November will be at four hundred and forty four. Forty five, forty six, forty seven, forty eight, forty nine, 
50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60, 51, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69, 70, 71, 72, 73, 74, 75. So, at the end of the year, we will be at 475 episodes of Vote Starting Radio. Even though I don't go by episodes, but it will be 400 and we will end the year with 400 and 400 close to almost close to 500. Starting starting in the new year, which is 2024, I think we would, starting in 2024, we will hit 500 episodes. But if I go, because this, I started since 2010. Right? They, Black Folks did a format. And I think either 2012 or after somewhere somewhere after that along the line. But if we go by, if we go by how many episodes I already have right now, right now I'm going to tell you the numbers. Of episodes, I've done thousand nine hundred and sixty-three episodes. If we're going by Blockbuster's upgraded format, because you know, just in case they do it that way now, because of you know the era of the podcast, and podcasts go by episodes, so that's why they're. They have they format it this way, but so since twenty ten, I have four thousand nine hundred and sixty three. I'm about to, I'm getting close to hitting that five thousand mark. When I hit that five thousand mark, that that is a milestone. Not too many shows. Or not too many shows. Or well, radio stations, traditional radio stations, don't go by episodes. Like I said, they change the format because of you know because they getting into the podcast era. But not too many TV shows to say they've done five thousand episodes. Some can say they've done five hundred. But not too many can say they've done 5,000. And when I was talking with you, Z, when I was saying that, you know, the music that these artists sing, even if it came out in 1990, because of the fact that the people listening never heard it before, it's new to them. Maybe older you as the artist, but it's new to the people that are listening, including the host. Since I've never heard it, so including me will be new to me. 
And if it's good music, we'll just start and we'll play it. And if you are an artist who's gotten airplay by Rosa Star Radio, close to 5,000. Getting close to 5,000. So your music has been, you could say, you could basically say your music has been played once we hit that. Excuse me, y'all. Once we hit that 5,000 mark, you can basically say your music has been played like 5,000 times on who started radio. 5,000 episodes. Just have a going 5,000 episodes. But if we, we're talking about, we kind of started in 2010. So from 2010 to now, we have 4,963 episodes. Now, if that was exactly, if we go exactly podcast terms with it, we go podcast terms with it, that's 5,000, close to 5,000 episodes of a podcast. No one's ever done 5,000. You know what I'm saying? No one's ever done 5,000. No one's ever done 5,000. No one's really ever done 5,000. Oh, yeah. I'm proud of myself that I've lasted for 13 years doing radio. Tom Joyner, I think, has, Tom Joyner has done the radio, was doing radio for 25 years until he retired. Not a lot of these radio hosts can say they've done 10 years of work. Not many can say that. Because people, you know, they get hired as radio hosts and the station might have went under or the station was bought by another station. So either they, you know, they keep them on or they, they let them go to bring usher in new people. But no one can say, not a lot of radio hosts can say they've done radio for 13 years. And I said, not a lot can say they've done radio for 13 years. I can say it because the 28th is the anniversary. But like I said, when I hit that 15, that is a milestone. When I hit 20, that is another milestone. You understand what I'm saying? That is a good thing for me. That is a good thing. A lot of these artists that I play now, when I hit my 20-year mark, or not even 20, when I hit my 15-year mark, a lot of them may not still be making music. I got, what, two more years to go? So in 2025... I will hit my 15th year in radio. I will have hit my 15th year in radio in 2025. 
people who've done radio and done it since, you know, it started in some have started in college and some have started in college and um, some have started in college and oh boy I'm over here yawning. Excuse me, y'all, while I'm talking to y'all. But I'm going to call it a night, y'all. I'm going to end this show a little early. Let's see how much time we have left in the show. Because I did talk to Zima for a long time. I'm left. We have 16 minutes left in the show. So I'm going to call it a night. I appreciate you for always rocking with your girl. Keep rocking with your girl. Then we're on the side of radio. Next show I have you the end experience. We didn't end up with the best in any music. Uh, the next promoter business show is going to be on the 20th of September at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is a youth entrepreneur, business owner, artist. Anyone who has to be Super Bowl could call us to. 845-277-9356. Yep. So, yeah. Press the ones. You know you want to go live. You can promote what you got going on. It doesn't matter what it is. Only if it's something promotable. And so I'm going to end the audience. I said I want the music play right here on this station. All you got to do is hit me up at 201-399-2014. Or you can just go to worldofstarland.net. Yeah. And if you miss any shows on the Bible of the Starting Radio, all you got to do is go to worldofstarland.com forward slash road to start on. Yeah. <clears throat> The forward slash one two seven. And you just check out the archives. Um boy. It's hot in this studio. I'm over here sweating. Well, um, yeah. So as you know, that road to stardom and Success Radio Network as joined forces for the Help a Teacher Initiative. That's right. We are gonna help a teacher in our areas. Make it have the school supplies they need to teach the children this school year. So I found a situation to help a teacher in Ohio, and we're going to try to knock off everything on their list. So yeah, we're going to do that. So if you want to be a part of that, the help a teacher, the help a teacher initiative, and if you use PayPal, if you use PayPal. You can go to paypal.me forward slash road to stardom. And in the notes section, you're going to put help a teacher initiative. 
And then you're going to put your donated amount between 5 to 10. If you want to donate more than that, teachers that I'm helping that we're helping that in New Jersey, all her stuff came up to like $70 and change. So that's why I'm saying if you want to help between 5 to $10 because if all her stuff came up to $70, we don't need, you know, that we wipe everything on her, everything that's on her list, we'll wipe it out to help her out this school year. And then the teacher in Ohio, you know, the teacher that's in Ohio, you know, so yeah. You got to pay for that me forward slash go to stardom. And make sure in the notes that she put donation for the Help a Teacher initiative. But if you want the actual link, I can give you the web address where you can go to look up teachers in your area that you can help get the school supplies they need for the this new school year. Yep. So you can also have me at BibleDescarding.net and so yeah. And you can also go you can go to to help out the Black Oak Forever Foundation. You can go to blackoakforever.com that's B-L-A-K-O-K-E forever.com Find out and that will help the Black O'Fara Foundation. If you want to help out Rosa Stardom Radio, you can go to rosastardommerch.com and any item you buy from there, that money helps keep the station going. So it's appreciated. I'm going to say peace, one love. I'll see you at the next show. Bye-bye now.